changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some new favorites for you from our latest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Dog Really Did That? The book came out on August 8th, and it's already on the pet bestseller list. It's filled with stories that will make you want to jump in the car and drive to the nearest shelter and adopt a dog, which is part of our mission at Chicken Soup for the Soul, to get you to think about the shelter first when you're looking for a pet. At the end of the podcast, I'm going to share with you how you can win a free signed copy of this new book. So one of the things that makes dogs so attractive as pets is how friendly and loving they are. They go crazy when you walk in the door, they jump, they wag their whole bodies, they try to kiss you. And there was a really interesting article on the Science Magazine website last month. I was fascinated by this. It said that scientists may have pinned down the gene behind this behavior. And it's the gene that turned wolves into the domestic pets that became our modern-day dogs. And this gene is in the same area as a gene that is found in humans that have something called Williams-Buren syndrome, which is a developmental disorder that includes unusually affectionate behavior. So the theory is that wolves that had a change in this gene were more compatible with humans, and that over time, dogs evolved from those changed wolves, with some breeds way more affectionate than others. Which makes total sense to me because I've noticed that the breeds that are from Northern Asia, which are supposed to be genetically much closer to wolves, breeds like the Japanese Shiba Inu or the Korean Jindu, those are much less outwardly affectionate than other breeds of dogs. Regardless, all dogs are wonderfully affectionate creatures, sometimes to the point of absurdity. And that's what I want to talk about today. Two dogs that are affectionate whose stories appear in our new dog book. So the first one is a poodle named Cody, owned by Linda Zallin. And Linda says that she and her family were sitting in the living room watching 2001 A Space Odyssey, and Cody flopped down on the carpet and ignored the movie, which is what he always did, and he ignored the movie until a large ape-man family came on screen. And then Cody jumped up and got right in front of the TV and began to bark a lot. Linda was surprised. Cody had never shown any interest in what was on the screen before. They didn't even know that he could actually see the picture. But then some ads came on and the ape man family left and Cody lost interest. But when the movie returned and with it the ape man, Cody started barking at the TV again. And then once the apes had fully evolved into humans as the movie went on, Cody lost interest. Linda thought that was it, but I guess once Cody realized there were animals on TV, he was alert for more of them. After that, he would bark at any animal he saw on the screen, no matter how tiny it was, and he was particularly interested in dogs. Those he liked got licked, and those he disliked got growls. He also formed relationships with some TV characters that seemed like animals to him. One of his favorites was the Pillsbury Doughboy. When the Doughboy's belly was tickled and he uttered his famous laugh, Cody licked the Doughboy's face on the screen. Cody was always trying to figure out who or what this strange rectangular being was. He would circle the TV slowly many times, especially looking at the back where all the wires came out. 
He would sniff it, lick it, look and listen, but he continued to be stumped. No animals or doughboys ever popped out of the back of the set, nor were they living under it or in a nearby corner. But from then on, every night, after Cody gave every one of his humans a goodnight kiss, he also walked over to the TV and gave the screen a giant lick. The Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast continues straight ahead. Chicken Soup for the Soul celebrates your pets and the power of the human-animal bond. I'm Robin Gansert, CEO of American Humane and host of the new podcast from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Loving Animals. Every week, I'm joined by celebrities and other special guests who share a passion for spreading care, hope, and compassion for the world's unique species. You'll hear inspiring stories of animal rescue and rehab plus the latest trends in animal welfare. Chicken Soup for the Soul presents Loving Animals with me, Robin Gansert. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you download your favorite podcast. Another ridiculously affectionate dog was owned by one of our regular writers, Mark Rickerby. When Mark and his wife were first married and he was working very long hours, they decided to go to the local shelter and rescue a German shepherd to keep his wife safe. And one particular German Shepherd puppy really appealed to Mark, and it was because he was very awkward and shy. So the whole concept of getting a confident, brave German Shepherd who could be a guard dog went out the window the moment they walked into the shelter and saw that little puppy. Now Mark and his wife just wanted to take this scared, shy little puppy and make him feel better. Over the years they had him, that German Shepherd Charlie continued to be a very gentle guy. But one day, Mark and his wife came home and they saw Charlie trying to catch flies out in the yard. And they thought that maybe he had finally come into his own. He was actually hunting something. But then, as they continued to watch him, they realized he wasn't trying to hurt the flies at all. Quite the opposite. He was licking them, trying to make them his friends. He literally wouldn't hurt a fly. The flies, however, didn't enjoy this as much as he did. In fact, they all died in a sea of spittle, licked to death. When the drowned flies stopped moving, Charlie would get concerned, and he would nudge them with his paw, wondering what happened and why they didn't want to play anymore. It would have been sad if it weren't so cute, according to Mark. Charlie's protective guard dog instincts did finally begin to emerge once there were children in the family. He was very protective of Mark's little daughters. But he still persists to this day in his attempts to establish friendships with insects, and not just flies, but also crickets, june bugs, grasshoppers, and anything else he can catch. They all meet the same grisly fate, drowning in a sea of saliva after they get licked. Mark and his wife wanted a fearless guard dog, but they got a lover, not a fighter. Mark says, We didn't get what we thought we wanted, but we got what we needed. And I think that's what everyone says about their rescue dogs. I'm Amy Newmark. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. And please share it with your friends and family. Show them how to listen to podcasts, too, and how to subscribe. I read that fewer than 20% of Americans have ever listened to a podcast, and they have no idea how easy it is and how much fun. And if you want that chance to win a free signed first edition of Chicken Soup for the Soul, the dog really did that, here's what you do. 
Follow me on Twitter if you haven't already. My handle is at Amy Newmark. And then retweet any of my tweets about this podcast by the end of the day on August 24th. I'll pick five people at random who have retweeted, and I'll let you know if you're one of the winners. And then I'll have you give your address to our webmaster, and I'll sign a book to you, and we'll send it off to you or anyone you want anywhere in the United States. Come back for our next episode to meet Joan London, my co-author of a book that should be required reading for anyone who's caring for a family member, old or young. It's called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Family Caregivers. Joan is going to share some of her best tips for caring for the elderly, especially for those with memory problems, confusion, and dementia. 